The following is a Mission Studios podcast. Coming to you pre-recorded and edited from Mission Studios, this is the Missionary Position Podcast. We believe that offense is taken, not given. That humor can be found in anything and everything. That owning your shit is more important than worrying about someone else's. It's Monday. It's September 30th. And we're back. I'm Jason. And I'm AC. On this week's episode, we come to you from the Great White North. We try to understand the post-breakup relationship. We try to figure out the rules of engagement on social media. And we explore ways to build each other up. So relax. Light some candles. Put your pinkies out. And prepare to join Convivial Society. This is episode 29. Okay, so we've been off doing God knows what for God knows how long. Right. And spending an unnecessary amount of time building up towards, you know, all the new and improved season two of the missionary position, but all indications are that it's going to be more of the same old stuff that's got everybody listening to begin with. So With a little bit more intensity, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but the same disappointing amount of stamina, I can assure you. Just like our sex life. All right. You have a sex life? Well. Does she know? Three and a half minutes a week, I do. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm saying wow, because like I've never lasted three and a half minutes in my life. <laughs> Except for that one time when I put the peanut butter on the dog by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's classified as a bath. That's not sex. Oh. <laughs> but my mom wasn't even there. Oh, you're talking about a different time. Okay. My sister, eh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the other day we were talking on the phone, and you had some interesting thoughts, but me being me, I wasn't willing to just have a conversation with my friend. I thought, hey, why don't we exploit this for the purposes of our failing podcast? <laughs> and of course I agreed when you, when you mentioned it to me. So, here's the question. What are we doing? Why are we here, bro? Are we not here for ourselves? Are we here for others? Our friends, brothers, sisters, autistic people? When you look around and you see kids these days in school, you see children that are in a school of 2,600, and they are so alone, nobody's reaching out. What is our job? Is our job to, as fellow human beings, to put it out there and be, hey, I'm going to be the one person that puts my hand out and helps you. Are we expected to, to not run in that kind of a circle anymore? Well, I, I think that's a complicated series of questions, right? Because, I mean, these are things for the individual to answer. You know, I think each of us plays a role in, in the way things break down. I, I, I think back on years ago, or my, my dad, he was an ordained minister. He was preaching a sermon about the body of Christ, you know? Right. And he was saying that, like, everybody's struggling to be the head because the head is, like, the glamorous position or people want to be the hands because they're good at doing shit. But um, nobody really volunteers to be the asshole. But without the asshole, the body dies. (laughs) I think socially, you know, they're going to ask, what are we doing here? Well, this is a body with two assholes. You may see things a little different. You know, there's going to be people that, yeah, maybe they should reach out and help and other people should just, you know, but why, for the most part, and, and it, this is just my observation, why, for the most part, does society not step up anymore? Like, you know, my feeling about society and, and how, in general, like people are pretty shitty. 
No, you're pretty disillusioned. But why is it that so many people can be alone in such a wave of community? Well, I'm coming off of a 15-year marriage where I was like basically alone in the same room with my significant other most nights. I mean, alone just sort of seems to be a common theme that we take with us everywhere. So what should we do to change it? Well, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. For me, I think, you know, if you don't want to be alone, you can't really control everybody around you. You can control yourself. I mean, like, when I got tired of being alone, I decided to basically rocket strap myself by making a point of interacting more with other people, reaching out to people that weren't reaching out to me, bridging the gap you know, sometimes people aren't going to meet you halfway. Sometimes you got to go all the way. I'm not saying that's the answer for everybody, but that's sort of how I got myself out of the lonely, loneliness. But but what do we do as a society when we see people in that lonely space? How How can society as a whole start getting off their asses and, and making the move to help those people that they see that are alone? Because it's something that I've read in the past it's not just me that's seeing this, but nobody's willing to extend that hand and be the one that makes that community rock for that one person that's alone. Well, I don't really know entirely where you're coming from, but from what it sounds like, you and I philosophically are approaching this on, on different levels, right? Because you're looking at a society-wide problem and looking for a society-wide solution. For me, I like to personalize things. Mm-hmm. And while we're both observing the same things, I really like to, to, to scale things down into a size that I can actually manage. I can't fix all of society's problems. Right. And while I don't share your view of humanity, I do think that like trying to organize people and motivate them to collective action is extremely difficult. But making a decision to do something myself is actually quite easy by comparison. And, and that, that's what I'm trying to get at on a personal level. Like not, I'm not saying like what can society as a whole do? What can so many people these days are uncomfortable reaching out their hand. And I'm just talking about one individual, but I'm not putting any names to anybody because I'm not talking about a particular person. Well, I think we, we sort of touched on this a while back when we were talking on um, the episode was called Out and Proud, where we were talking about how like we all crave the freedom to sort of like be ourselves open, openly and without hesitation. But at the same time, we don't allow other people the freedom to be open in the same way. I think as far as this situation you're talking about it's much the same thing i mean it's like yeah we feel lonely but we're not really doing anything about the loneliness of others typically and this is where i personalize it where it's like I, i'm not going to like put out this big call to action and say hey like let's all make a, a, a collective pinky swear to try to like be there for each other but if i see somebody who looks lonely as an individual i know what that feels like and I try to like focus on, you know, how I felt in that situation and what I would have wanted. If it's appropriate, I'll approach the person and just say, hi, you know, take it from there. I mean, you know me, I talk to strangers everywhere I go. I got kind of a problem actually. So, <laughs> you know, like I, I may not be very well equipped to like answer your, your question here. Cause I feel like I'm already doing everything that I'm equipped to do. Right. Well, maybe it's introspective I'm, I'm looking and I didn't even realize it because I have a really hard time just saying because I don't trust people right 
and and maybe I'm disillusioned. Maybe I'm not. Maybe you're disillusioned. I don't know what the what the solution in that section is. But how do people like me make a difference? You know, and I'm putting this out there to the people. If you have an idea, or there's something you want to do, or you want to bring to the table, send us an email. Get a hold of us on on social media. Let us know where you're sitting. Let us know where you're standing. Let us know what you do in these kind of situations to make things better and different and put it out there. Let us know and yeah, we will definitely respond. All right. So way back in December, 2017, you and I had, finally decided to pull the trigger on an idea that we've been kicking around for a while and that idea was to do a podcast together yep one of the things i remember arguing with you about way back when was i had it in my head that if we wanted to have a broad appeal we really needed to gear our approach and our public image and all that other stuff to appeal to an american audience you remember that conversation <laughs> yep yeah and because like, well, the reality is even now, I mean, though we do have a global listener base, the majority of our downloads do still come from the continental United States. Right. My reasoning back then took me to a place where I thought, well, okay, well, Americans, you know, no offense to y'all, but you can be kind of dicks about content and performers and whatever that you don't perceive to be American enough. So in a rare act of me being completely disingenuous, I decided that I was going to go out of my way to hide the fact that I am Canadian. Certain words I started pronouncing differently, though I know that my Canadian accent has bled through on a number of occasions. It's always been downplayed, and I've always spoken as though I'm speaking to you from within the U.S. And you're y'all. <laughs> yeah, well, that that sort of, I just sort of picked that up from my girlfriend. Hey, Lexi. One of the other things that, that you and I had talked about is that we didn't want to get into current events, and we wanted to stay away from politics as much as possible. Right. And while we have, on a couple of occasions, sort of crossed the line and gone into that territory that we had forbidden to ourselves... With a dabble or two here there, yep. For the most part, I think we've made good on that commitment. Now, those two things, you know, the pretending to be more American and avoiding politics and current events have sort of, like, crossed the streams for me re recently. I don't like to get into politics on this show, right? but I'm going to do it right now. And I'm going to be speaking entirely to our American listeners, and I'm probably going to get a few of you fired up, and I'm probably going to piss off a few others of you, and I don't really care. The reality is I'm proud to be a Canadian. I'm proud to live in a country where our people don't have to lose their life savings when they get a disease. I'm proud to live in a country where we've got a strong social safety net. I'm proud to live in a country where our political leader isn't a TV host and a narcissist and a racist and a general piece of shit. Now, I'm not saying our leader is perfect. Far from it. I'm not even saying he's good. I don't even like the guy, to be honest. Right. But if I got to choose between who we got and who y'all got, I'm going to take our guy every fucking step of the way. I'm no longer going to pretend to be somebody I'm not 
just to hopefully, you know, coax out a few more downloads. Because the truth is, I don't give a shit. I want to do this show because this show matters to me. I want you to listen because you value what I've got to say. And if I'm not being straight with you, then how are you supposed to place any value on my words or on my person? Well, and that's not to say you weren't being straight before. Your your values and, and personal ethics came through very clear. Yeah, I mean, it just the substance of my being, I suppose. I mean, I, I haven't really... You're done... still the same asshole right now as you were fucking 35 seconds ago. <laughs> Maybe even more of an asshole, I don't know. Right. But yeah, it just that that one thing's been bothering me for a while, and you know, like we talked about backing out and proud, we need to just put ourselves out there with mm-hmm. whatever it is: sexuality, politics, national identity. Mm-hmm. I'm a Canadian, and that's that. Yep, and I'll, I will I will mirror a lot of that, though I'm not. I'm I'm coming to a point where I don't really like labels. Sometimes distinguishing labels are necessary in certain circumstances. But as for where we stand and what we do and who we are and why we are and yeah, standing proud, six foot proud Canadian. All right, brother. Got a huge question for you. Something I've been contemplating for a little while. You mentioned it, flagged a thought in my head a little while ago. How do we determine appropriate etiquette on social media? Like, is our page, our feed, the same as, like, our home? (laughs) Well, that is one of life's deep questions, isn't it? Yeah. Philosophical internet. (laughs) Well, my experience has been that what is or isn't appropriate is usually something that I learn from the comment section on anything that I fucking post. You know, you'll know that you've misstepped because there'll be some idiot who's going to tell you. Right. Or Facebook will on that one. Well, that's when I know I've done things right. Like catch a 24 hour <laughs> ban. No problem. <laughs> how do we expand on that? How do we, how do we, you know, be who we are, but avoid the, 24-hour ban and eventually fucking nullify of our of our space. Well, we've talked since the beginning about who owns the offense, right? Right. Absolutely. The problem is when you start getting into, like, online interactions, mm-hmm. people tend to gloss right past our core philosophy and go straight to being offended and trying to put the blame for that on us. Right. In one case, I mean, we, we've really tried to drive the point home that... Um, we're not going to trip all over ourselves in order to avoid potentially hurting somebody's feelings. At the same time, we've sort of hinted at the fact that, you know, we want to take personal responsibility at the the same time in this context. And I think maybe like diving into that a little bit more is sort of where you're, you're leaning towards. Um, Sort of, but I'm, I'm talking more of when we're on a public forum, like, social media when some of the stuff is determined by algorithms and some of it's determined by other people's pettiness how do we draw a line and how do we you know determine like you're at the dinner table you have there's etiquette for when you're eating depending on your family how do we decide what the proper etiquette is on social media that's sort of a tough one because when you're dealing with a face-to-face uh social dynamic right you know who the players in the game are 
and you can see their facial expressions and judge by their composure. And that well, yeah, I mean, even if you're dealing with total strangers. Right. But typically, I mean, if you're having like a, a situation where heavy topics are coming up, you're dealing with people that you know reasonably well. You know that like Aunt Barb isn't going to take too well to like birth control talks and Uncle Steve, he all only wants to talk about sports. But I mean, like, you know which people are okay with which things. The problem when you get online is you make a statement or you share a thought you have no idea who the audience is. And for people in our position, it's especially complicated because as media personalities, we've got a fairly broad reach at this point. You know, thousands of people are going to see every little thing we post. And and at least hundreds. Thousands of people. (laughs) I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm actually a huge star in Nigeria right now. That's only because you got a big dick. That has nothing to do with the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I try to be sensitive. You know, I, I don't want to water myself down. I try to like choose my words in such a way where I'm communicating what I'm hoping to communicate, but I'm trying to do it in a way that's not being blatantly shitty. Right. Like, I, I really do think that one thing that's changed since the beginning of season one is that. I'm not nearly as much of an asshole in public as I used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think both of us, we've become a lot more philosophical. Right. Well, yeah. one one thing that, that keeps bringing to my mind as we're talking about this topic is that one time that you posted that ad that, 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 that was for that dealership, and you said, is this racist? Yeah. You didn't say it is racist or it isn't, and holy crap, the shitstorm that came from that was pretty cool, but... It turned into a fucking fiasco. <laughs> no, I mean, like, even just, like, the last couple of days, I've been having this conversation um, on a on a friend's Facebook page with a creationist. Now, this guy is, like, a total Bible-thumping science denier who fully embraces magical thinking and... Like, re- we've only been here 3,000 years, yada, 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 shit. Yeah, and okay. it gets dumber from there, right? Right. While it would be very, very easy to just get openly hostile with him... I've been trying to just keep everything sort of like just conversational, keep things to the facts. I'm not addressing the person. I'm addressing the thoughts. Right. And somebody who wasn't involved in the conversation sort of interjected and had called me out for basically being a condescending jerk saying that, you know, I was lording my knowledge over this other person. And that's not really what I was trying to do, but I mean, you know, just a case of we're having a conversation about a topic. If you're going to ask me questions and I'm knowledgeable enough to answer them, I shouldn't have to be called out for answering a direct question directly. Yet that's the situation I found myself in. And it got me back to thinking about your original question, you know, like, how do you know what the proper etiquette is? I'm almost wondering if this is a case of like in the online world, do we worry about etiquette or are we just concerned about like the terms of service agreement on our various social media platforms? Because the people are going to get their panties in a bunch, no matter how you say it or what you're saying. Right. So I, I guess I'm, I'm taking from this. There really isn't any etiquette because everybody's going to find a problem with something. Therefore, who gives a fuck what side of the plate your knife's on? Yeah. I mean, I, I just sort of tread lightly, I guess. I mean, it's sort of like the uh, digital version of walking on eggshells. 
Which, again, really sucks because that's one thing I absolutely fucking refuse to do. If I see a fucking post that I think is funny, I don't care what the content is. I'll post it. I don't always get a warm reception to it. <laughs> no, I mean, like, sort of what I've done to, to shield myself to a certain degree is if somebody, like, one of my, my friends posts something that I think is just, like, begging for me to bring my own unique charm to the conversation. <laughs> That's so eloquent. <laughs> I won't comment on it directly on their uh, social media feed. What I will do is I'll like take a, a, a link to whatever article or image that they're posting about, bring it back to my own page, give myself the home field advantage, and then I'll say my piece there. And if anybody doesn't like it, you know, you're welcome to call me any number of names on my own page. You can disagree with me. I don't care. I'm a big boy. I can take it. But what mm -hmm. I don't want to do is engage in a conversation where somebody else is policing it and telling me what I can and cannot think. Yeah, we ran into that with that long fucking idiot that was on that post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that's really an etiquette thing or if it's more of a strategy thing. I mean, this is... So maybe, you know what, maybe etiquette is the wrong way to look at social media. Maybe it's totally strategy because in the end, it's the message you want to put across, right? Well, absolutely. Because, I mean, the, the rules of social engagement have to change because the rules of social interactions or, or sorry, the, the forum for social interactions is completely different. It's not something that humanity's ever seen before. Right. So it stands to reason that we would learn how to interact according to different rules. Mm-hmm. And maybe all of this craziness that we deal with in the day-to-day -day is, is just part of the growth process of trying to figure things out as we go. I mean, in the online world, we're all basically toddlers as far as our experience level. Right. So social acceptance no longer applies. It's now totally strategy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I mean, maybe it doesn't matter. It just is. But it's a perspective. And it, it allows us to put forth in a different light and maybe look at things a little bit differently instead of everybody trying to create a situation for themselves based on emotion. Hmm. They'll do it now on strategy and start posting their shit strategically rather than, oh, this is my world and you're in it. No, it's everybody's world. So be strategic about how you go about it. Same as you do with fucking business. Yeah. And like you and I, we both like to bitch about like people trying to censor us and oh, I hh hate when you deal with some friggin' moron trying to tell us what not to say right and it, it a lot of times it really does feel like people are trying to silence our voices but i mean that being said we're doing this show right now and people are tuning in to listen mm -hmm. we wouldn't have had this voice if not for the online world right again maybe part of the strategy is just going where the audience is receptive i mean we've, we've always said that like everybody's entitled to freedom of speech what we're not entitled to as an audience just like you know nobody's obligated to actually listen to us no nope. or read our words or even think about us on any level so if you or don't comment on anything we say yeah yep you know as as always we don't set boundaries around others we set them for ourselves if you don't like what you're seeing fucking walk away right if you do like what you're seeing tell a friend giddy up So what's going on in that brain of yours? <coughs> right now I got a burp that wants to come out and a fart at the same time. Oh. They say if you do both, you'll have an infection. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
Yeah, you ever have one of those like situations, whether it be like with a a friend or romantic interest, and it's like you spend most of your time with this person, wondering, okay, like, do I even need to be here for this person because they're like interested in their phone or they're like sort of giving you like grunts or one word responses when you're talking to them? Yeah, we're both parents. Uh huh. Yeah, but it's like. These people go out of their way to, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, a conscious effort to communicate to you that, hey, you don't fucking matter and I don't want you around, <laughs> or what the fuck it is. But it's, like, when you finally just say, like, you know what, you don't want me here, that's fine, I'm just gonna basically take my balls and leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly you become very, very interesting to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the... Uh, fear loss. The, the, the grace period has expired. I mean, like, I think, like one of the last episodes we did for the the last series i i didn't really want to get into like shit talking my ex and i'm probably not going to shit talk her now either cuz i'm just not that guy yep but one of the things about that relationship that really confused me is it was very very much like that it's like you know i'd want to talk she'd want to binge watch netflix i'd want to do stuff she'd want to not do stuff and it just, I don't know, I sort of got tired of feeling lonely when I was in the same room with another person and, you know, finally just said, look, like, this obviously isn't working for either of us and mm-hmm. it was time for us to part ways. And as soon as I basically called it quits, then she was, like, falling all over herself trying to figure out, like, how to fix the relationship, how to get me back. And I just, I, I guess... I'm not really sure, like, what really motivates a person to react that way when clearly they've shown no interest up until that point. Okay, but being in the solidarity of a situation and having it taken away from you creates a sense of loss. Whether you consciously want to be there or not, I think. Well, that's what I'm wondering, though. Like, what is a person in that situation, like, actually losing? Like, is this, like, an intellectual thing or an emotional thing, do you think? Um familiarity emotional comfort they can treat you however they happen to treat you and it's accepted for a certain amount of time so it becomes the norm but so it, i think there's many facets to this diamond yeah like part of it too is like i i sort of felt like you know i was a commodity that she felt entitled to and when i took that commodity away then it was like i had stolen something from her you know and it's not limited to like you know my ex because i like I said, I don't want to shit talk her. There's a lot of wonderful things about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll never hear them on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but they do exist. But, I mean, I've had this experience with friends, too. It's like you got that friend who, like, doesn't respond to your texts, right. doesn't return your phone calls. They flake out at you on, at the last minute when you're supposed to go out and do shit. Hmm, no, I don't know anybody like that. <laughs> hmm. Well, I keep coming back, though. Yeah, for you, you haven't called it quits yet. No, and I probably won't. But yeah, like I, I've had friends like that too, and it's just like, you know, I'll just stop calling, I'll start, I'll stop texting, and then you know, a little bit of time will go by, and then I'll get like a caller or text saying, "Hey, like, haven't heard from you for a while. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hang out?" And if I just honestly like, well, no, actually, I don't want to hang out. Well, what's wrong? And then like the hard sell starts, like you know, they become desperate to hang out when they were desperate to avoid hanging out before. Right. It's like when they're running into those. You send three or four messages to a person, you know, hey, let's hook up, let's go for coffee, let's do this, let's do that, and then you hear nothing, so you stop texting. Yeah. And then, well, why did you stop texting me? Yeah, it's like, you know, like, 
I can see it when it's done to me. I'm like, I don't know if I'm guilty of doing the same thing to, to others as far as like, you know, getting all like possessive after the relationship is over. Mm -hmm. I guess I wouldn't really be in the best position to answer that question. Me either. So (laughs) we haven't been over since the day we met as badly as we wanted to be. (laughs) Oh Jesus. Have we tried? I, I think, I think it's, it's a combination of elements. It's basic comfort because you don't want to go outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But it's it's as shitty or as good a person as you are, you get comfortable in your situation. So you even take emotion out of it. Just the comfort level of being there and familiar all the time, good or bad, to have that taken away for some strange reason we've got this. No, 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 where are you going? Why? Holding on to the pant leg as they walk down the fucking hallway. It's, it's an irrational... Uh, totally illogical response. If something's that bad, it should be easy to say, yeah, okay, you're right, we're done. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Now, now that I think about it, I mean, this isn't exactly the same thing, but like when I was a kid, I had a cat. And the deal was that if I was going to have the cat, I was supposed to make sure that like the cat got let outside if it needed to poop. Or, you know, if I didn't light it outside and it had an accident in the house and I would clean it up, I would make sure the cat had fresh food and water, blah, blah, blah. Just basically handle all the shit to do with dealing with the cat. With your cat, right. And um, my dad came to me one day and he's like, did you feed the cat? It's like, no. And he's like, well, I didn't feed the cat. And it's like, well, sorry. He's like, well, sorry he doesn't put food in the cat's belly. He's just like, if you're not going to keep on top of taking care of your cat... I'm going to get rid of your cat. And, you know, inevitably the day came where, you know, of course, me being a kid, not giving a fuck, I didn't feed the cat. I didn't take care of it and came home one day from school and the cat was gone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where's my cat? And my old man said, well, I told you the deal. You don't take care of the cat. Then I was going to get rid of it. Send it to somebody who would take care of it. I cried my fucking eyes out over that. Because, you know, I love the cat. I lost the cat. But, I mean, if I really loved the cat, I would have taken care of it, right? It, it, at least that's what I, I think in retrospect. But at the same time, I mean, the emotions How I felt... Uh, maybe, like, eight or nine. Right. I mean, the emotions I felt towards the cat were very real. Did mm-hmm. I do right by the cat? Absolutely not. But I, I, I still missed the cat when it was gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess, that, like, as I, like, sort of mull through this situation, like, maybe the ex isn't, like necessarily nuts in that particular way right we, we we do all do it but it's the degrees in which we all do it that's what makes us nuts or not nuts yeah fair enough okay well i guess i learned something about somebody else today um, what was that that you know just because you don't do right by another person or another thing doesn't mean that it doesn't matter to you it's just for me, with the cat, I was a kid. You know, I didn't really have a, a real sense of responsibility. Just like, you know, as adults, we don't always grasp the importance of, you know, why helping other people with their emotional needs is an important transaction. Mm-hmm. Or, or tearing away from something that isn't emotionally fulfilling. Yeah. Anything else? No, I guess not. Thank you for listening. This is, and always will be, a politically incorrect version of the Missionary Position Podcast. Mission Studios, the Missionary Position Podcast, its employees, or its entertainers are in no way culpable for anyone being butt hurt, slighted, or in any way offended. 
If you, as a human being, cannot accept that something may sound like a close resemblance to your situation and not be totally about you and your little remnants of an existence, that is your issue. Send your opinions, hate mail, boot pics, full nudes, ideas, or questions in the form of an email to missionarypod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at missionarypod or like us on Facebook at the Missionary Position Podcast. Support the show with a per-episode donation by visiting patreon.com slash missionarypod.